Welcome back to Skin to Surface. Your two favorite podcasters here, Dr. Rena and Dr. Mary. We hope everyone is staying safe, healthy, and positive during these trying COVID times. During this pandemic, millions of people around the world are purchasing and wearing face masks to protect themselves and their close contacts. Essential workers, such as grocery store workers, healthcare professionals, first responders, among others, find themselves wearing masks for a prolonged period of time, and as a result, may experience new and or worsening acne breakouts. In today's episode, we will dive into a recently described skin condition playfully called maskne. With everything going on with COVID, you may be saying to yourself, now we have to deal with acne breakouts from our masks. Well, don't worry. Mary and I are going to provide you with some helpful tips to tackle this pesky maskne. So before we get started, Mary, why do acne breakouts occur after wearing a mask? Well, there are actually a few reasons as to why this occurs. The most common reason is face masks create a humid, warm, moist environment that traps sweat, oil, and bacteria on the skin. The bacteria love this environment, so they stick around inside our hair follicles, also known as our pores, where they grow, break down dead skin cells to clog up the openings, and can even cause the follicle to rupture, which causes inflammation in the surrounding skin. This is what causes black and whiteheads, painful pimple and pus bumps to form at the surface of the skin. Another common reason is friction. Experiencing acne bumps in the areas on the face where the mask rubs the most, for example, on the bridge of the nose, on the chin or jawline area, is really common. But why does this happen? Well, believe it or not, there is a frictional component to acne, and so frequent rubbing of an occluded surface may actually trigger an acne breakout. We call this type of acne, acne mechanica. Exactly, Mary. And that is why as dermatologists, we often caution against frequent exfoliation, especially in those with a history of acne. Now, another reason that many experience maskne has to do with the mask itself. How clean are our masks really? Well, we all try our best to sanitize our masks if we have to reuse them, but in reality, there may be some leftover debris, dirt, or oil on the part of the mask that directly touches our face. The debris from the mask itself and the fibers in the material of the mask or cloth may in turn clog our pores and may trigger an acne breakout. We'll dive into this further and discuss some ways to appropriately sanitize masks, but first, Mary, who is most likely to experience maskne and does it differ from a typical acne breakout? That's a really great question. Mask-induced acne can occur in both males and females, those with dry or oily skin, and even in people who may or may not have had a previous history of acne. Maskne differs from a normal acne breakout in that it typically occurs in a certain distribution, and that's really the central face, which includes the nose, cheeks, and chin, and it typically spares the forehead and temples. Basically, it's only happening in areas where the mask has had direct contact with your skin. So now that we know why and where maskne occurs, what we really want to know, and what all of our friends and family members and patients are frequently asking us, is how can I prevent these acne breakouts from my mask? Well, Mary, luckily there are actually a few ways in which we can prevent maskne. First, if you are acne prone, avoid cloth masks made of rough fabrics and opt for masks made of cotton breathable fabric. Cotton fabric tends to be softer, less irritating, and provides a less humid environment for bacteria to grow. Now, if you're reusing a mask, it is important to appropriately clean your mask. For cloth masks, washing your mask after every use with a gentle non-scented detergent, such as all free and clear, will help remove the sweat, oil, and debris from the mask. 
For those who cannot wash their mask, using a gentle facial cleansing wipe, wet wipe, or makeup removing wipes are simple ways to clean the inside and the rim of the mask, basically the part of the mask that is in direct contact with the skin. Yeah, and to add to that, before wearing your mask, make sure you've clean, cleansed your face with a good gentle cleanser, preferably something with salicylic acid. Um, so salicylic acid is a beta-hydroxy acid, and what does that really mean? Well, it means that it dissolves excess dirt, oily residue, and dead skin cells, which can build up in the pores and are responsible for the acne breakouts. Two salicylic acid cleansers that I like are the Neutrogena Oil-Free Acne Wash and the CeraVe Salicylic Acid Cleanser. An alternative option for individuals who work on the front lines and who are pressed for time are cleansing facial wipes. I recommend using these wipes to gently wipe down the entire face to remove any oil, makeup, and debris before, during, and even after a long shift. Facial cleansing wipes that I find to be effective as well as moisturizing are the La Roche-Posay facial cleansing wipes, which contain lipohydroxy acid, which is a gentle exfoliator, and I also recommend the Neutrogena Deep Clean Purifying Cleansing Towelettes. Do you have any recommendations, Rena? Yeah, I also recommend the Cetaphil Gentle Cleansing Cloths. I find them to be extremely gentle and moisturizing. Washing and cleansing your face before wearing a mask, as Mary had mentioned, is key to preventing acne breakouts. However, it is just as important after removing your mask or between uses. If you think about it, each time you wear a mask, oil, dirt, sweat, and germs build up on the top layer of the skin. And so it is essential to appropriately wash or cleanse your face after each mask use. I find that after I remove my mask for the day, I have this oily, greasy shine on my face. And those with dry, sensitive skin may be concerned about over-drying their skin, even more with this frequent washing. Over-drying our skin may cause the oil-producing glands in our skin to work overtime and produce even more oil. So moisturizing after washing our face is key. I strongly recommend using an oil-free facial moisturizer that is non-comedogenic, meaning it won't cause you to break out. A few moisturizers that I recommend is the Neutrogena Hydro Boost Gel Cream. Now this last tip may upset many of you, but take a holiday from makeup, especially foundation. When you have makeup that is trapped underneath the mask, this can unfortunately trigger unwanted acne breakouts by further clogging your pores. We've talked about preventing acne breakouts from our masks, but how about treatment? Are there any over-the-counter options, Rena? and when should prescription acne treatment be considered? These are all great questions, Mary. For mild acne, we recommend using benzoyl peroxide either in the form of a wash or spa treatment, based on your preference. Benzoyl peroxide reduces inflammation, kills acne-causing bacteria, and helps open up your pores. I call that a triple threat. A few benzoyl peroxide products that I recommend are Neutrogena on-the-spot acne treatment, Panoxyl Acne Foaming Wash with 10% benzoyl peroxide, and Replenix Acne Solution Benzoyl Peroxide Acne Gel. Remember to wash the benzoyl peroxide off completely as it may bleach your towels, sheets, and clothing, and nobody wants that. And to add to that, using a topical nighttime retinol or retinoid cream can help treat as well as prevent black and white heads by shrinking and unclogging the oil glands, as well as improving overall skin tone. As many of us know, retinols and retinoids may be drying and sometimes can cause some skin irritation and peeling. It's important to find a topical product that is lightweight, non-greasy, and hydrating. A few over-the-counter options that I recommend are the Neutrogena Rapid Wrinkle Repair Retinol Oil and the CeraVe Renewing Retinol Serum. Both are available on Amazon, drugstores, and in personal care stores. Do you have any recommendations, Rena? Yeah, I really like the La Roche-Posay Effaclair Adapalene Gel 0.1% Acne Cream or Different Gel. These are great products because they're prescription-strength retinoids that are now available over-the-counter and are less irritating and drying than other retinoids like tretinoin and tazerac. 
For those who are pregnant or breastfeeding, Bacuchiol, named after the Bacucci plant, is a retinol alternative that has been shown to have anti-inflammatory properties, antibacterial properties, and has similar functions as a retinol in that it stimulates or promotes cell turnover and unclogs our pores. An over-the-counter product that is recommended by some dermatologists is Alpine Beauty Bacuchiol Moisturizer, which is also available at personal care stores and Amazon. For more recommendations, check out our Season 1, Episode 3, Maintaining Youthful Skin. It's all about the ingredients. This is all great information, Rena. So if someone has tried all these over-the-counter options and they continue to have breakouts, what would you recommend they do then? Great question, and this honestly comes up a lot, Mary. If you're not responding to over-the-counter options or have deeper cystic pimples and persistent black and white heads, we recommend scheduling an appointment with a dermatologist to discuss prescription oral and topical treatment for maskne to prevent any acne scarring and dispigmentation. Prescription treatments depend on what type of acne you have and the severity of your acne. Oral antibiotics are often prescribed to help inflammatory acne, such as painful pimples and cystic acne, as these antibiotics have anti-inflammatory properties. For those with more severe and recurrent acne breakouts, oral retinoids such as isotretinoin, also referred to as Accutane, may be considered as an option. Exactly, Rena. There really is an art to treating acne. It's not just a one-size-fits-all approach, and so it's important to have a discussion with your board-certified dermatologist on what treatment would work best for you and what regimen you would be most adherent to. In reality, we all have busy lives, but incorporating an acne treatment and actually being compliant with each treatment is key. Most topical acne treatments take at least six to eight weeks to really notice an improvement, and some may even take longer, so patience is key when it comes to acne treatment. Yeah, Mary, honestly, I find myself forgetting to use my nighttime retinol. So a few tricks that I found to be helpful. One, set an alarm on your phone. It's also helpful to place your medication near your toothbrush, brush your teeth, wash your face, apply your medication. And then for those harder reach areas like your back, you might want to recruit help from your partner, a parent, or your children. And for those who are pill aversive or have trouble sticking to a topical regimen, you may consider an alternative treatment such as microdermabrasion. Microdermabrasion is a minimally invasive procedure where a special applicator with an abrasive surface is applied to the skin to gently sand away the thick outer layer of the skin. It is used for the treatment of mild acne and acne scarring, among other skin conditions. This procedure is performed in the office by a skilled provider. It is important to discuss with your dermatologist if this is an appropriate treatment for you. Well, that's all we have for today's episode. We hope that you learned a lot about mask-induced acne, or maskne, including how you can take self-directed measures to prevent and treat these breakouts in the comfort of your own home. In addition to maskne, there are many different types of acne, and each one is approached in a different way. On our next episode, we will discuss another type of acne breakout that we commonly get asked about, the dreaded adult-onset acne. Just when you thought you were in the clear, you start to develop breakouts in your 30s, 40s, or even 50s. Be sure to tune in as we skin the surface on this hot topic. In an honor of Skin Cancer Awareness Month, check out our website at www.skinthesurfacepod.com for more episodes, information, and our most recent TV channel posts about skin cancer and skin cancer prevention. And as always, stay healthy and safe podcasters.